This is the Bar Stewards Enquiry. You are talking absolute rubbish. Absolute rubbish. In, in what way? You are an underachiever in life. You were, I saved your bacon one time. You were gone. Well, I couldn't save you. I, I don't know if you are, but you said the right thing. But well, that's why you don't know anything about racing, John. I, I didn't say I do. Right? I'm saying that. What, what have you contributed to racing? You are one of these take-out merchants. Take out all you can. And a massive warm welcome to the Bar Stewards Inquiry Weekend Podcast. My name's Lee Keys of SystemBet.co.uk, and joining me tonight is uh, my absolute all-star cast tonight, uh, John Leng, as usual, from John Joe's Blogspot. Good evening, John. Good evening. And the two crack tipsters at the top of our naps table, the only two possible winners to lift the trophy are Quentin Franks. Good evening, Quentin. Evening, Lee. Good evening. Good to have you back. And Neville Ender, racehorse trainer and professional punter, who is chasing Quentin in the naps table and likely to fight out the finish to this this national hunt season. Good evening, Neville. Good evening, everybody. Good evening. In blistering form, these two, me and John, just here to make up the numbers and uh, and tip some rubbish as as we try and catch these two. But hopefully, we'll provide some good insight for the meeting at uh, Sandown, the Imperial Cup meeting, uh, and uh, nice to see some flag action back, chaps, on 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 the all weather, the three all weather meetings, and we've got Wolverhampton with the Lincoln trial, etc. Are we excited on the road to Doncaster? Oh yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> if, if yesterday, I went to Southall yesterday. If that's anything to go by, stick it where the sun don't shine. It was- <laughs> Blasphemy! Blasphemy! Don't, don't you don't you like Southall then? Now? Um, there was nobody there, no atmosphere at all. Four, eight races, four of them classifieds. Is that what we've got to look forward to? Well, it's, 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 I hope I hope not. I hope not. But I mean. You know, I mean, we're going to get some really rancid meetings in April, as usual, you know, on soft ground. But I'm, as soon as we get to the Dante, that's when it all starts to blossom uh, for, for the summer. That's that's when that's when I get excited. It's the spring meeting for John. John likes the spring meeting at Newbury. Um, he loves that one. Um, but yeah, for me, it's all about about, about the Dan- the guineas and the Dante. But anyway, we'll crack on because we've certainly got a busy show ahead. And before we go to our best bets, I'd just like to announce we are not doing the normal Sunday sermon. We are doing a Monday sermon. And it will be me, myself, Catherine Fry, John Lang and Lorne Malvo doing the sermon, uh, the, the, the big Cheltenham preview. And all our contributors are doing their three best bets as well. Uh, which will be pre-recorded, etc. So you get everything on this sermon, which will be a bonanza um, as we start the, the the festival next week. Okay, on to the best bets, chaps. Our three best bets, and uh, I'll start with you, John, first for your third best bet um, of the weekend, please. Regulars will already be familiar with disappointment with this one. Um, <laughs> Remember Royal Aviation that we were with last time, spunk the start, never looked like winning. We'll probably have a jog round for a handicap mark tomorrow, but I'm not letting it run loose at 16 to 1. It's in the 221 at Lingfield. 221 at Lingfield. Yeah, that was the one where we, we said, after, well, me and John were in a private chat and we said, hmm, that looked like a complete spin. And it was. Um, for Kelly and Philippe de Foy, um, Sean Levy in the. Yeah, Royal Aviation, uh, the American Pharaoh. You like American Pharaohs, John? 
I do, yes. I'm well on this kind of surface. I wouldn't be gagging to back one in the dance, but this will this will do for here. Okay, no. So on the nose, one point win, sixteen. I'm afraid so. It'll either piss up or jog around the back one. Right, that's what you've got. One one point win for John. That's third best bet. Um, coming on to my third best bet to to uh, leave uh, the two. Um, warm uh, guys to come uh, goes in the one, 131 at Wolverhampton we've got all the strange race times tomorrow sadly with the eight meetings available for us to have a go at um, but this is the first televised race at Wolverhampton and I'm with one point win on um, Assad Jumeirah um, trained by Anthony Britton um, this is a very progressive horse and I'm confident that by the end of the year this horse, a bit like with his uh, Mondam Edge, uh, I think he'll get this one right up to three figures. Um, I, I think he's done a really good job with this. It came from Owen Burroughs. It's, it's very steadily progressive. It's recorded some good figures and some some nice sectionals. And whilst you're going to need a lot of luck to win this race, because obviously the run of the race will will ultimately decide the winner, Zarzini's priced at a ridiculous nine to four, five to two. And I think that's that's too short because that's going to be, going to be coming in from a similar position as my selection, which will be held up. And I'm getting nine to one a pleasure with Paddy Power, so I thought that was much better value. Uh, I didn't think there was there was a lot between between these, if I'm honest. Exalted Angel is the class class angle, so I can understand people liking that. But Asad Jamira for me, one point win at nine to one uh, to hopefully kickstart my weekend off a lot better than it has been in recent weeks. Right over the t- to the to the two two champs. Uh, Nev, I'm coming to you for your third best bet, please. Okay. Well, my uh, least of the th- of my th- three best bets is in the 140 at Navan, and it looks like a three horse race on paper. And it's the third, the probable third favourite that I'm going for, Haribu Kalonge who has had the least experience of the fancied horses. And he ran a really promising debut when finishing sixth, beaten around 10 lengths. And the form of that novice's hurdle, I calculated that he's probably ran to around 114, which is pretty good for your debut on heavy ground. The form of the, the two principles that will likely be ahead of him in the market have also ran to a similar mark but this horse it's a, it was an unraced five-year-old going into its debut and obviously he was unraced going into his debut um and he only needs to make small improvement to win i think the form of the race looks okay music of tara had won a point to point and that finished third it was only just in front of it and there was um uh, the second horse hemlock uh, had good form going into the race I think it'll be the value bet. I've no idea how they're betting on it, but the Racing Post, I've just looked at their betting forecast, it's five to one. If it was five to one, I'd say it was a steal. But uh, that's going to be my third best bet because I do think that the two in front of it in the market are beatable. Well, I'm going to disappoint you because it's it's, it's very early days, but only Paddy Power Betfair have opened up on this as the, at the time of recording, and they're only 13 to 8 now. Oh, well, I apologise for that, but <laughs> but I reckon I, I reckon what we'll do is we'll put you down when they're all when they've all opened up later, we'll give you the settled market price. That's 150 percent book though. 
Yeah, the, I mean, the, the bet 13 to 8, 15 to 8, I mean, it's, it's, Ireland, it's Ireland novice hurdles. I mean, you know, you're playing with the Irish gypsies. I mean, it, it, it's, 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 it's a difficult game. It's a difficult game if you're a bookmaker. Ask Anthony Kamiskus, who's a, who's on-course bookmaker, professional punter turned on-course bookmaker, and um, he's, he's finding life... Uh, well, you know, he's a shrewd fella and he's still finding life quite hard uh, as an on-course bookmaker. So who, who'd be a bookmaker in these affairs when Neville Ender wants to dip his toes into the water on Haribo Colombo? I'll take five now then. Go on. I'll <laughs> if it goes yes. out, I'll take my medicine. Uh, we, we, need, we need the old love bet back, the old love bet uh, online betting service when they used to offer their crazy prices back in the day. We need love bet back to just give Neville some fives about Haribo Colonge. Good selection, Nev. Uh, on to you, Quentin, for your third best. Uh, my third best bet comes in the uh, 8 o'clock at Kempton. Uh, doesn't really look a deep nook to 60, and I want to back Mitigator here. Um, he caught the eye on his first start for Patrick Leach at Wolverhampton. Um, couple couple of starts back that was. He travelled well, just behind the leaders, and uh, ended up being forced wide on the home bend. Uh, that race itself, strong strong on the clock, and um, the winner that day, Alma Fees, now £16 higher. The 4-4 Fees at Lachico's favourite for the Lingfield opener, I think, is £11 higher. And he comes here £3 below the mark, where he showed up well there for... Um, they ran him at Chelmsford. Blinkers are off. Cheek pieces are on. He got barged and bumped around. It's, it's kind of a race to put a line through. Uh, trips are nagging doubt, but the way you saw things out at Wolverhampton, I thought uh, it's well worth a try. Um, looks to be a bit, a bit of pace on. Tyler Hurd I like as a jockey. Um, so nice nice draw to, to stalk, hopefully, Victory Star. Um, he looks to overprice one with the, with the blinkers back on. Good stuff. So mitigator Tyler Hurd, um, the young three-pound claimer, who's who certainly made made giant strides um, um, last year, and I'm certain that he'll he'll do quite well with his three this year as well. Um, looking at the prices on the board, um, it's a nice ten to one with William Hill. Um, Quentin, juicy, that. lovely, yeah, lovely. 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 One point win at um, at um, Maggie's Den, number ten, John. <laughs> sure. <laughs> I knew that upset you. Right, so so that's the uh, worst bets of the weekend, which if me and, jo- me and John, all three are usually the worst. So uh, I'll start the round this time uh, with second best bets. And, and it, it's an attempt really to, to, to be able to try and catch and a bit of sport to try and catch Quentin and Neville in the table. And I'm going for a bit one a bit left field in the 150 at Sandown. Very competitive um, um, at, Novices handicap hurdle final there. Nappers Hill heads the card at four to one, but I'm going to go for Venetia um, at twenty five to one with Georgia's Saint um, for a two point win bet on the nose. Venetia has a tremendous record first time off the wind up. Um, anyone that does the stats um, will see whatever wind doctor she uses. Um, it's like um, it's like Doctor Kananga John. Um, except he blows up, doesn't he? Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, 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 but I mean, George's saying has travelled supremely well in his two races to date, you know, in this country. And um, I did like the way he travelled on both starts, looked after by Charlie Deutsch on both occasions, as if to say neither was the target, really. So they've got his wind tightened up. 
And then, who knows? It's a bit of a stab, and I admit that. You know, it could be one of these where it's just totally out of its ground. You've got the likes of Napa's Hill in here that, that, you know, ran okay in the Betfair and probably will appreciate um, the, uh, the, the the step up in trip, etc. And, you know, I, I might I might be batting out of my league here, but at 25 to 1, I thought it was worth an interest. And obviously for Naps table and sporting purposes uh, to try and catch uh, Quentin and Neville, two points win at the 25 to 1 mark. So um, I will split uh, the best up and I'll come to you, Quentin, for your second best, please. Uh, my second best bet comes in the 316 even at Wolverhampton. Um, someone said on Sunday's podcast that they avoid backing Charlie Hill's horses. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> truth, be, truth, be, truth be told, I've I've been in that camp ever since he told me it was uh, it was hard to make all around Lingfield off of steady fractions. Um, but I'm going to buck the trend. I'm going to going to tip up his Kulern here. Um they, they tried him highly last year. They stuck him in a glorious Goodwood Maiden. And then uh, then he went to Convivial and they dropped him out. He pulled like stink and didn't didn't really get home. But he looks a type to make a three-year-old. And on his last start at Thirsk, they sensibly, given his free-going nature, they bounced him out. He settled a little better in front and ended up pulling clear with the 90-rated O Herbert's reign. Um I like the all-weather angle with him, the free-going nature. Um, he's by Footsteps in the Sand, who has a, a good record on Tapita. Um, it doesn't really look a deep novice. Native Angel was drawn wide, uh, has had the trainer switch, but she disappointed last time out. Taker Stan's got the blinkers on. He looked tricky hanging left at Kempton. How impressive. Tail Swisher. Uh, the choir boys on the, the Bowie first-timer. Uh, hurrah. And apart from that, there doesn't look much depth to it, despite the numbers. Um, Yard have a decent record in maidens and novices off off a six-month plus breaks, and uh, yeah, I, I think he's the one to beat, to be honest. Yeah, I can remember when when he did run at Thirsk, um, he gave me the fright of my life because um, he, he obviously did a lot wrong, and um, you know, missed the missed the kick. It sort of, you know, it just it wasn't the ideal race for him. You know, he he, he did everything wrong basically, and um, I'd laid him, you know, at hefty prices really in running. I didn't think he could win, and um, yeah, he 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 gave me a, the fright of my life in the closing <laughs> stages. So so yeah, I don't mind that at all, Quentin. So 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 have have you looked at the market? See what prices we're looking at. I can see eleven to four across the board. Are you happy that happy with that? Yeah, Peter, eleven to four. Eleven to four is fine. Yeah, perfect. Okay. Two points win, then uh, Quentin View at 11 to 4. Killern, good luck with that. Uh, Neville, your second best, please. Well, I'm going to go, go for one on the flat, would you believe? Because I was really impressed by uh, one of Roger Varian's that won at Wolverhampton uh, to, in the first week of last month. A horse called Seven Pockets, who is by Franco out of a, a champion. Um, Japanese mare called Vodka and it's not in the same original ownership as when it was it first went through the ring and it's now owned by Roger Varian's wife and they ran it at Wolverhampton over nine and a half furlongs and it looked like it needed at least that it was running on really strongly and well on top at the end the race has worked out well the second horse was Figures who actually does reoppose 
but that has got to find two and three quarter lengths just to for the equal of seven pockets who looks to have any amount of improvement in him. The fourth horse, incidentally, was called El Jad of Anthony Britons, who has got a rating of around 63, 64, which would make seven pockets as form nothing special. And they're probably going to at some stage ruin his handicap mark because he, he, he would look very, very interesting off uh, a mid 70s mark. But I think this horse could. He could be, I'm not saying he will be, but he could be listed or even better class than this. He's a big, scopey horse. It looks like it, it could be an above average, uh, it's not It's not a novice race, it's a conditions race, isn't it? But it looks like a novice race, really. There's a, a really well-bred horse of Marco Bottis called Saigon, who could be anything. That's also a Frankel out of the champion race mare. But they've already gelded this one, which would worry me. And also, uh, it has, it's making its debut with a wind operation. I think Seven Pockets could be a really good horse. I am concerned, and I don't know very little about Jefferson Smith who rides. I did see he's had 47 rides since he, he's been riding in this country and he's had four winners. But I think this horse will looks potentially well above average. And the fact that Roger Varian wanted to keep it uh, um, when the, the original owner lost patience and they've kept him as a, a full horse as well, suggests that he could be pretty good. Seven pockets, six off at Kempton. He won't be a great price, but I think he, I don't want to miss him. I don't want him to go uh, without without him being in my first three selections. So he's my two point of seven pockets. No, good stuff. Um, I can tell you a little bit more about him. Um, they rate him very highly at home. Um, the message was last time that um, he, he, he's, 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 he doesn't like the stalls and he's, he's kind of, he kind of misses it all the time. Um, which um, which which put me off backing him last time, you know, with with the, with the strong. And I, I knew how good he was because they were saying, you know, this is a really nice nice horse, but but does miss it quite badly. Um, but however, the mile and three at Kempton is a much better proposition, I think, uh, with the with the longer straight. Um, you know, like to, to even shine shine further. Obviously, he's beaten figures already, like you said, five to four is the price but i do think that's probably a good price um jefferson smith uh, rides a lot of the the top horses there at home um so he's he's quite he's held in quite re- high regard by 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 the varian lot um and seven pockets i think you're right nev i think i think your your nouse and your your sniffing on that one is quite good because seven pockets they do rate quite highly so good good selection neville and I hope that does the business. Two points at five to four for Neville. Seven pockets, six o'clock Kempton. Under the South African, Jefferson Smith. Uh, John, your second. Cast your minds back, dear listeners, to the 22nd of January. Was it, was it, was it doom? Was it, was it? Was it... <laughs> you know, the darker days. <laughs> Toasted cheese suppers on the cold nights. <laughs> Days of gas bills that were less than a monkey a quarter. <laughs> and we were all heartily pissed off when Bromie Law failed to oblige on its final start for Kevin Ryan. Uh, thanks in some part to the ineptitude of one Shane Kelly who rode the horse that day. Um, then the horse went off to the sales and uh, was picked up by Ironside for Scott Dixon. They've had two sighters with this. Um, we've gone from 75 to 69 now. 
Um, I can't think you could possibly want much more off. The betting suggests he probably does want another five off. But I'm going to have to go with this again tomorrow. Well capable of winning off this mark. Better jockey up uh, this time. He's uh, He's gone to the bother of putting Jack Dern up. Um, I, I just think 20 to 1 is value. It may not be off. I'm chancing it at the price. Okie dokie, Sir Brewby Law. Um, horse you've you've gone to bed with for a long time now. <laughs> <laughs> in in this is in the 351 at Wolves, uh, Jack Dern in the saddle. Um John, have you seen any prices? Twenty to one. Twenties. I'm just gonna gonna check on my scatter. Yes, you can have twenties. Are, are you going each way or on the nose? Well, Norman's not here, so I'm going to be a wanker. <laughs> <laughs> one point each way for John um, at the twenty to one, and we'll give him the four pegs as well. We'll give, we'll give him oh, the rich, the Richmond extra pegs. You know, the the, the four places: fifth odds, Coral, and Skybet for John for his twenties. Okie dokie. We'll move on to our best bets now, um, and I'll I'll kick off because I've got the least interesting one. I can just about guarantee it. Um, this is this is the one basically. I was doing some some sort of like stats work this winter really, and finding out who the who the who the it guys are. And you know, this season it always seems to have been around um, Donald McCain, Venetia Williams, and Milton Harris in terms of strike rates. They've got great feed and great carrots and good bedding. And um, there's not a better bumper mare that I've seen this side of the uh, this side of the Irish Sea. That's better than Mullenbeg. And I, I would take the 11 to 8 that Mullenbeg um, uh, wins this. I think 11 to 8 is actually a good price. I think she's a very, very good mare. Um, she's shown me already that she is. And literally, I, I, I know I know it's an old, I'm not, I'm not t- tipping up anything of, of great note here at 11 to 8, but Mullenbeg for me. Is my uh, my best bet. I, I just can't have a beat in this. Um, she's been deliver- deliberately steered here. She could have run in the champion bumper, but the trainer said no. This is the right race. I believe this is the case as well. I think she hacks up and eleven to eight. Fill your boots. That that's the Saturday banker from me. Um, hopefully to do the biz. Okay, I'll come to you, at Quentin, for your best bet of the weekend. My best bet of the weekend comes in 426 at Wolverhampton, and I like Rabasta here. Um, he was highly tried as a two-year-old uh, for Andrew Balding. Uh, switch yards to David off name for 44,000. Um, I still think there's a bit more to come from him, though. Um, he often travelled well in his races, off, occasionally didn't see things out. Um, I'm hoping the gelding and the wind up does the trick in that regard. Um it's on the it's back on the all weather and his sole all weather start didn't work out badly at all. Um, he had the benefit of experience that day, but he finished ahead of Fearby, who's hundred plus rated, and then the middle park winner Perfect Power. Um, it's seven furlongs here. Um, he's had two starts over seven. I kind of think things went wrong. He was three deep at Goodwood and covered extra ground on soft ground, got hampered and bumped around in the closing stages. And then at Newmarket, he was kind of semi-marooned in the middle of the track. Um, he went through that race well. He traded levels in the run. Um, back on the all-weather, um, he's got the form in the book based on his all-weather numbers. Uh, I 
the way you sort of things out, Ascot when winning over a stiff six suggests the seven will be fine. It doesn't really look a deep race at all. You've got question marks about, about Diva's boy who had the run of things at uh, Newcastle. Amanda's hug and kiss. I don't particularly like that form. Botties, who's probably the rightful favourite, is the danger. Galileo Glass needs a mile. Uh, Leopold Bloom, the stable mate, got the run of things on debut at Thirsk and seems to have been overrated by the handicapper. Um, I'm surprised 13 to 2, 6 is kicking about and uh, it's my best bet of the weekend. Yes, um, that's a very good case indeed. Um, 44,000 guineas they went for at the sales uh, to, to, to uh, claim it from previous owners, formerly trained by Andrew Balding. Um, comes in with a tongue tie first time um, from a yard I do like. do like the David Lofnane yard. Um, Russell Ryan in the saddle and 13 to 2 is available at the time of recording with William Hill. And that is Quentin's three points on the snout. Uh, best bet of the weekend in the 426 at Wolves. Thank you, Quentin. Uh, on to you, John, for your super duper max bet. Super duper max bet, yeah. <laughs> wow. No pressure there, then. Come on. Uh, it's actually in the 205 at Wolves, the Lincoln Trail. I'm just getting a bit of practice in for the Lincoln and losing money. Um, <laughs> Latty Hattie, um, for me, is an opposable favourite. Um, I think I might make it a bit of a thing this year to tend to oppose anything that has Safi up for the first time. I'll risk the wrath of Daddy by saying that. Um, but, you know, we've all got to have something to amuse us. And uh, I think I'm going to rock with that. Um, the one I like in the race is Notre Belle Betty. Um, having the second start for Andrew Walden. This one's Mark came crashing down in uh, Ireland last year, uh, came down from 103 to 92 and then 87 for God's sake. Um, Bolding could be just the man to get this back on uh, on an even queue for me. Uh, won very easily last time, indicated there could be a lot more to come. Um, I, th- I think he could actually get this back up towards 100. And uh, I think despite the draw, this is quite a decent value of better, 10 to 1. Um, again, in the absence of Mr Norman, I'll be an absolute wanker about it. <laughs> I'll, I'll go 1.5 points each way. He'll be listening. And it's four places across the board as well at 10 up, to up 1. Yours, Norman. <laughs> Some Notre Bell betting. I mean, I mean, to be fair, I mean, he's he's probably a little bit unexposed over here because obviously you don't get to see the true, the the true worth being tens on, um, you know, on your on your on your stable yeah. debut. So, so you just don't know really what. And, and I've seen Joseph O'Brien's horses improve. I mean, Nigel Tinkler did, did well with a couple of Joseph O'Brien horses. Um, so it's it's not a stable really that I'd be worried about trying to get improvement out of um so yeah interesting selection not not bell betty for john best bet of the weekend there one one and a half each way at tens neville finishes off with a special um <laughs> well all my selections this week have been either favorite or second favorite and i'm not gonna 
uh, give you anything exceptional for my NAF, but I really am keen in the, it's a, it's a fantastic race, this National Hunt Novices Handicap Hurdle at Sandown, because it's full yeah. of horses for the future. And all these horses have never run on the flat. They're all National Hunt breds. They're all, um, or most of them are fairly unexposed because it's generally their, their first season in training. And the the top weight, Nappers Hill, for me, is a possible grade one or at least grade two horse in waiting. And although he's given weight to everything, his mark of 135, I think, will be higher in the end of the season. I'm, I'm surprised they haven't really targeted something at, at Cheltenham with him. Maybe um, something like um, the Martin Pipe or the Coral Cup, something like that. But they, they, they've, they've ignored Cheltenham. They've gone for this race against fellow novices. Uh, he ran in the Betfair hurdle last time and almost certainly found the two miles too sharp. And it wasn't a bad effort. He got beat a little over six lengths. The form of that race is, is, as you would expect, is working out well. Royam Umani came out and franked the form. And there's been another one that's come out and run well subsequently. And to be beaten uh, on, only six lengths in a, the most valuable handicap hurdle run this season so far as a novice, I, I think it was a fair effort. I've just noticed the Racing Post had him running above his mark that that afternoon he will definitely improve the, the step up into it there's no two ways about that um he's the best bumper horse in the last five years that Nichols has had and i think he's he's a real class act i know he's only going to be four to one or thereabouts but there are a lot worse four to one chances than you'll back next week than this one i think he's got a great chance nappers hill's my nap of the weekend can't knock that at all. Obviously, uh, going against my speculative choice, but I, I did mention that the, the same as you, that I, I do think the horse is ready for a step-up in Trippy. I think he needs it, and I think he'll shine for it. And I think Paul Nichols being shrewd again, because I, I've always commented on the Cheltenham handicaps and the fascination of winning a Cheltenham handicap uh, at the festival when... For example, I, I'm I, I'm doing this off my head, but I think the Martin Pipe is fifty six thousand to the winner. Um, well, this is forty five thousand to the winner, and probably and you're not having to take on you know probably a lot lot more competitive fare. Um, in, so I think this is very good placing, Nev, and I can't I can't knock your choice um, um, for doing so because you know he is a, he's a very very good horse and 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 rightful at the top of the market, and Nev likes the fours as well, and um, I can't knock that selection, so just very stuff. Quickly, just, just the, the, One of the things that really convinced me that it was fairly well handicapped is it's run prior to the Betfair, he finished third to John Bond, who potentially could be the best novice we've seen, we'll know next week. The second horse was Colonel Mustard, the fourth was Ellis Bell of Dan Skelton's, and the fifth was I Like to Move It. His form in defeat is rock solid, I don't think there are any negatives for this horse, but four to one in a, in a field of unexposed horses is not is probably not value. But you mm. know, in, gambling is all about value, and so you know you would back a, or if if your selection wasn't if your selection was underpriced and there was something that you you liked that was overpriced, I'm sure like me you would go for the one that was overpriced because it's all about price and it? is 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 gambling. 
yeah. think he's probably underpriced. I think I don't, I don't think four to one represents a fair a, his fair chance, but I do like his form. I, I think he's a class act. I think it potentially could be it could be you know grade two or grade one. Well, maybe you're doing yourself down four to one. If you're thinking that four to one could be good here, because I, I genuinely don't. I don't. Whilst I, I do think there are progressive types in here, I don't think it's the most amazing race I've ever seen for the money. Um, so, I mean, but certainly not. Winning post right this year. Was it? This was the race wanted where they got the winning post wrong at Sandown. Yeah. Was it with Kristen um, Davis's horse? Yeah. And then, then, then they had one winning post after that. Yeah. So, look, fingers crossed. Um, it's, it's, it's a good choice. Uh, anyone want to add anything to that? No? Right. We'll move on swiftly to the previews of all the races now. You've had our best bets for the weekend, and we hope you fare well in your choices and, and certainly listen to the, the arguments and reasons put forward. Um, and uh, then you can make your own decisions on what you'd like to back. But now we'll cover the, 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 the races in a little bit more depth. Um, and we'll go to Sandown first, and obviously back to the 150 at Sandown, where I've had a tip, Neville's had a tip. So what about you two, uh, Quentin and John? Have you any views on the on the novice's handicap? I was I was with Neville to be honest. I, Napa's Hill step up in trips going to suit. It's come from it's a, it's a downgrade in terms of quality from the Betfair down to this, and better than the bare result. Covered extra ground out wide. I, I thought the fours was fair, to be honest. It's, it's got, what was it, 11 or two this morning, five. I, I still think the fours is fair, and I, I think it's overs. Um, that, that would be the yeah. one for me in the race. Yep. Yeah. No, I, I can't can't fault that. I, I do think four. I don't think it starts fours anyway. I think I think Nappers will probably go off around the five to two mark, is my yeah. prediction. Much to Nev's disgust. Um, <laughs> John, any thoughts on this? I think there's a couple of dangerous lurkers here that I might chuck a tenner a pace at. Um, Mumbo Jumbo, I think that one's overpriced, given he's hopefully getting the crack under slightly less testing conditions than last time. He's yeah. going to be tired at the end. He went off 11 to 8 that day. I don't see why it should be such a big price today. Um, and also an interesting one is Jet Plane. So it must have at least the same chance as Dubrovnik Harry for me. Well, that one's nine to one. Jet plane's a massive price. Um, and if you look at a, a line through 11, the revised weight, you, you'd say, I know Dubrovnik carries only run three times, but I think uh, they should be finishing somewhere near each other tomorrow. And nine to one against, I think it's 40, isn't it? Yeah, well, it's interesting you say that because I did watch that race back a, a mm. couple of times actually and um jet plane was on the uh the, the really unfavored inside everyone knows at leicester soft ground on the hurdles track you don't really want to be stuck to the far rail well no. dan skelton made sure that the, that must have been the tactics to harry stick to that far rail because there's no way you do that um and so yeah, so so I think I think you you've, you've yeah you've got maybe possibly something in that you know that that it did catch my eye. But I do think Jet Plane's better than 117, but I also think, but like you say, it's all about price. Mm. Um, you're getting a nice price. This completely agree, and it's same with my selection as well. You know, it's a stab in the dark against against a horse like Napper's Hill, which you know from a class angle, you know they they, they might struggle. Uh, 
uh, to to overcome. But but it's, it's yeah, it's a good it's a good shout, John. And, she and, told that with choice, isn't it? You know, he had a monkey on there as so I took a roast Jenner at one of them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Kate, Caitlin Jenner now, John. It's Caitlin Jenner. Yeah, right. <laughs> Anyway, that's a that's for a different podcast. Two twenty five Sandown, the Imperial Cup, I thought was um, a competitive affair, but I did think was quite lacking in depth. I see no, none of us have, have, have tipped anything up in the the Imperial Cup. Um, I, I'd like to come to uh, Neville first, please. What you thought of the Imperial Cup? Anything sort of interesting there? Um, I do think it lacks quality in terms of maybe from 10 years ago when the Gasparas and uh, Colonel, I can't remember his name, of, of, of Martin Pipes won it. It's wide open. I, I did try very hard to fancy something that I could say was definitely going to be thereabouts. And the only horse I could come up with who who is progressive and who is possibly still improving is... Tom Simmons horse, um, history bear, who has shown improved form the last twice, both with the, the fitting of a tongue tie. And that that could be the key. It might not be. It might just be coincidental. Uh, but he wouldn't form well in a, probably a, a moderate rate of 123, then followed uh, by finishing third in a really good handicap hurdle at Cheltenham off one to eight. I didn't think he jumped particularly well at Cheltenham and maybe he found the ground too fast that day. It was officially good. It's going to be slower tomorrow, which will suit him. Uh, all right, he's two pounds higher now, but it was a good race at Cheltenham. Cormier is a very good horse, a very a very tough horse. He, he ran that to a length and a quarter. I think he's he's got a, a good chance in a wide open race. Yeah, he caught my eye. History Bear was a long way back at Cheltenham, um, turning in. I think he got him in trouble. Yeah, he, uh, he's he's definitely got a lot of ability. This horse, a lot of hidden ability. Um, and Don't quite problem... doesn't tip this. <laughs> <laughs> but but yes, yeah, so, so so I just thought, yeah, that was an interesting choice, Nev. That's one that caught my eye. Balco Coastal's got the the good novice form. Very hard to knock. Um, in terms of, you know, it beat Frere Darms. Um, it, it was second to North Lodge. Probably got a little bit outstayed by North Lodge, outgrinded. Out you can't knock the mark for Balcourt Coastal, so you can see why it's favourite. But I'd rather, at the prices, I'd rather be on Napa's Hill at four to one in the novice handicap than, say, 100 to 30 or 7 to 2 Balcourt Coastal for this. Uh, Quentin, John? History bear for me. Yes, <laughs> I like a history bear for me. Yes, I mean, I mean, the, the thing is, I, I, I was looking at this earlier in the week and I thought, this has the look as though it's been kept for this. And uh, I'm looking at the comments now in the racing post and uh, Simmons has said, we asked him questions going from front well to Cheltenham and he answered them well. It's another step up in grade, but he has a right profile. We've protected his mark for this race and they've enjoyed a nice clear run with him from Cheltenham. I, I think this is going to be very hard to beat. This could be the gamble. It could be a <laughs> massive gamble. It's still entered in the Martin pipe. Go on. Um, 
the big double. Uh, is, there, is there a bonus this year? No. I'm not sure, actually. No, there's, there's no bonus. No bonus. You get a free <laughs> ticket for the fifth year. <laughs> Nev, Nev, did it used to, did it used to be like Sunderland's used to do the bonus, didn't they? William Hill have done the bonus. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think. Martin Pipe when it was about. Did he do did he do about three years running? Olympic something with the first one. Olympia. Yeah. Olympian. Olympian. Yeah. Yellow. Was it orange and black stripes? Green cap. Green cap. Yeah. <laughs> and and then Gasparri did it. Mm. And did. One just failed to do it one year. I think it won. Oh, it was that, that horse that ran in the Grand National, Blowing Wind, was it? Did that have a go at it? Blowing Wind, yeah, I think it did. Yeah, I think it did. But they maybe they just got caught out too many times. And and uh, Skelton had a go at it last year with a horse that they won this race with, and then Langer Dan. Langer Dan, yeah. Yeah, and that was that was second, yeah, um, last year. So yeah, uh, so history bear. What, what, Quentin? So are you liking history bear? No, it's a uh, it's current mood for me. Um, didn't okay. mind the Chepstow Chepstow effort back at two, uh, fair on the clock. That second's gone in since. For all it was a a bit of an egg and spoon race at Exeter. Um, I thought she was she was overpriced a little. I'm hoping they don't go gun barrel from the front. Um, dub, double figures appeals for me. She will, I want she silly is he. <laughs> <laughs> John, it's International Women's Week. Yes, I know. <laughs> None of the above. Anyway, current mood uh, for, for, for Quentin uh, with Izzy, Izzy Williams for, for Dad Evan uh, at a nice price. But uh, it's interesting that the three, three of us have come up with the same horse, really. Um, hmm, might have to have a few quid on that. You're not, list- you're not far off sounding a claxon there. I, I, I was thinking if Quentin had a tip history bear, <laughs> if Quentin had if, if stood, for, stood forward, chest puffed out, and said history bear, we would have sounded a claxon. But so it's Quentin. So if it wins and pisses up, it's Quentin's fault why we haven't done a bastard <laughs> special. Um, terrible. Quentin, Got 30 uh, points on the yeah, table. 30 point penalty on the Nats table. <laughs> Three o'clock sundown. We go to that national flat race that I've decided to tip a short price in, uh, Mister Obvious. You chaps, any views on the national flat? Mullenberg point and shoot. Yeah. Yeah, I, I was. She has looked pretty good, hasn't she? She's looked. She's looked like a. If she was trained by a Mullins or a Nichols, she'd probably be odds on. Yeah. Um, do I want to take five to four when? Most of the field have only ran a handful of times. No, I don't. But she she looks that she's a pick on form, and she looks like she could she could be very good. She still holds an entry in the in the Weatherby's bumper. I don't know, the the Cheltenham bumper, but I don't know whether they they would even think about that. I suppose if something happened early doors, then they might reroute her to that. But I. I don't want to take five to four, or, or like you said, eleven to eight. You, you, you seem to, you'd, you'd accept that. I, I couldn't back a horse at five to four when there are so many imponderables regarding the others. Um, but she's, she's the pick on form. Um, quote from trainer Milton Harris. He says she's a different horse. She's a different horse now to when she went to Cheltenham. She's working much better than she's ever done. I'd be very optimistic. She's the best form we've had. Her, I'd suggest. 
we'd finished third or fourth if we'd have gone to Cheltenham. And that should have been enough to win this. There we go. You just tend to um, be very optimistic about his horses. Yes, he's a, he's a glass half full, is Milton. But um, but but certainly for eleven to eight or five to four backers, if you're wanting that banker tomorrow, that could be the one. Three thirty-five at Sandown, the last on ITV four. It's the uh, Paddy Power novices handicap chase. Um, not a very com- well. It's okay. It's it's quite a com- little competitive affair, but not not really a classy uh, affair. But uh, any thoughts on this, chaps? The one I thought was fairly treated was Paul Nichols's Danny Kerwin and he's he's not the typical Nichols novice in as much as he's a nine-year-old now uh, but he's been lightly raced he's had many injuries he, well, he must have had many injuries because you can see there's a there's a slash in his form figures every uh, every few runs but I thought he jumped absolutely fantastically well at Wincanton last time out he threw in some huge jumps and He'd be a good yardstick in certainly red. His chase mark of 132 is uh, not insurmountable in a race that uh, Dorking Lad is uh, has won in lesser grade. And has, I think has got a bit to find. Using certainly red as a, a yardstick, uh, I, I felt as if Danny Kerwin had the beating of Killer Kane. Uh, I'm not keen on the, the other Nichols horse uh, flick over you and. That's the one I came down with. I think he'll, I think he'll love jumping round Sandown because Sandown's a real jumping course, and you have to get yourself into a rhythm with those uh, seven fences down the back. And Good so, stuff. So he's not a typical Nichols novice as being a nine-year-old, but I, I think there isn't that many miles on the clock, so I'm going to go with Danny Kerwin. Good stuff, uh, chaps. Anything in this this, this that took your eye? I'm putting my box set and this is Brown's boys on while this is running. <laughs> <laughs> is the is the is the patty on is the patty on the plate, Johnny? Are you letting the dog in? I'm I'm applying it with a trowel and uh, the, the dog will be over to the settee within about three bounds. Quenty. I wanted to pose Venetia's send down. They got five mil today. He's calling it what good to soft, good in places. Seems a, a soup monster that one. Danny Kerwin, I'm not sure of the heartiest. He's a scorpion who had soft leads. I'm not sure he's going to put it in when in when it comes to the crunch. Um, I've yet to kind of nail it down, but they're the two I want to be against. There's only four more running, so. Um, I'm sure I'll get there sooner rather than later, but I want to oppose Danny Cohen and Frenchie Dulage. Yep, I, I agree with with the sentiments. Tricky race for me, so I'm sitting this one out. We moved down to the flat to cover the three TV races at Wolverhampton um, on the road to Doncaster. We switch we switch codes now, and um, and the the first one is a very competitive affair. What the 131 I've tipped in. Um, uh, Quentin, I'll come to you first on um, your opinion on this. I was like you. I kind of wanted to oppose the top end of the market. Zarzini didn't really do it for me. He's, he's short price, but he does things wrong. He kind of slow away last time at Savile and was in behind the, the winner that they hung. And I, I don't particularly like him at nine to four, five to two. Um, as a Jameer, I can see see the case for uh, good good times on the clock, improving. 
anyone can improve them from Burroughs. But um, there was two I liked, and the prices seem to be coming in. Um, Mighty Gurkha, he's got the kind of makeup of a, a two-year-old sprinter, goes missing at three, comes back at four, um, dropped in the weights, he's got strong weather form, a couple of numbers on the clock that... Um, should should see him go close here. Um, the other one I liked, I liked it more when it was twenties, sixteen, fourteens was was full authority. Um, maybe dead inside, given they 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 picked up for seven thousand. Um, but Jane Chapelheim, she's got a, a really good record with stable switches. Um, some big efforts on the clock on the all weather that that make this mark look look within reach. And uh, yeah. They, they would be the two for me. There look, looks to be a gallop on as well um, with, with a few few leaders on there. That's that's an interesting call, actually. Um, you know, the, the Chapel Iron factor is is quite, like you said, there could be a risk with the horse that it, 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 it's dead or it's got some physical problems. But but like you said, the, the stable Chapel Iron is just immense. Um, that That is interesting at a big price. Um, hmm. Yeah, that's that's good. John, anything for you in this, Neville? Uh, completely uninteresting fact about the owner of Full Authority. She used to own a house with Geoffrey Rag called Lover's Parlour. The town spends about three weeks lopping uh, poultices on her feet and taking them off and replacing them with other poultices. Were you a horse chiropodist? And and then and then she won, and uh, I never got so much as a drink from Mrs. Morris. So thank you, Dave. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Right. If this was an eighteen-rated show, that would uh, that would have that would have some F's and Jeff, wouldn't it? Uh, I I actually like Katie Gurkha. Yeah. (laughs) What a story. Yeah, yeah. Wow. So, so John's not cheering full authority on for the for, for the owners. Well, owners. I, I don't care if it wins, but I know I won't be getting a drink if it does. <laughs> Brilliant. Love it, Neville. Anything here? I, I, uh, I think it's a horrible race, really. Whittle Woods has been improved, hasn't it, since it went, it's gone to Michael Appleby? But is it really capable of winning a handicap where it's a not two hundred and five handicap? I don't think so. So, no, I don't. I'd be looking to be taking that on. I don't think he's, he's genuine anyway, so maybe lay him a place with the woods. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm, it's not really my... No. Uh, so two or five, the Lincoln Trail handicap. Um, I I felt Latty Harty might struggle because of the the draw mainly. I thought 12... Safi. It's a tricky purse for Safi, this, because, because you, you know, you, you've really got to get this right. If you drop in too much, you've lost too much ground. And if you if you if you go forwards and you don't get that nice slot in, you end up forty six wide. It's, get your it's, tweet ready to marry your father backers. Want to say really topping it tomorrow? But you know we've covered. We, I mean, I mean the four of us have covered the racing quite well. I think, and and I think when you when you take in a price that Latte Hart is. I mean, I mean, she's got an obvious talent. I mean, no, no, no one's sort of denying that. But, but you know, it's five to two. Can we find something at five to two that's better value? I'd say yes. Um, in terms of you, you're going to rely on getting a really nice trip for like Latty Harty to 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 make your five to two worthwhile. So, 
So I think uh, that's where I stand on the race. Uh, I, I found your selection interesting, John. You know, like to a degree. He's, I'm not saying that that that's not beyond the realms of possibility at ten to one. Um, I backed a feet Elaine at Lingfield um, a couple of weeks ago, and and he did it nicely. But but I, it's one of those. It's, I think it comes down to the run of the race. Quentin, what do you think? Uh, I started with one of the opposed Latiati, well, everything you've mentioned. So Dave, David Egan was dropped up, and I didn't mind that at the start of the week. And then I think it was Wednesday they put Safi on board, and you're like, oh, well. Then you're drawn 12 as well. Um, you, you said you end up posted, but it's not a, he's, he's a grinder. He's not horse that's got push-button acceleration. He, he's got a nice long stride, and he take, takes a while to get going. I would. I think John put up um, the Ed Walker horse, her feet Elaine at Lingfield last time. Yeah, I was impressed yeah, with that win. Um, came off steady fractions, quick and clear. What did he got? Four, I think. And it, it was yeah. value for a good deal more than a winning margin. He's got a seven-pound swing with the jolly from when they ran two or three starts back at, at Kempton. Uh, I. I'd probably play him at five. So I think five is fair, given given he can quicken off off of the pace, and he, he seems seems to have that push button acceleration. Um, yeah, that that would be my plan. Right, so I think five is fair. Um, I can see Latiati taking a walk in the market. Fair shout, John. Anything to add to that? No, well, I've gone for Nostra Vel Betty, and that's yeah, great. yeah, yeah. I, I, I just I just wondered because you put up. You did put up half eat Elaine. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I couldn't knock the horse's chance at all. Um, I, just, I just think the other one's a bit better value with tens. No, good stuff. Neville, I I would want to take on Latte Harty. I think you can. You look at you if you just look at the card and you see he's got four ones. And you think, well, he's he's going to be a it is going to be a class horse, but. If running off 104, to, to win off 104, you have to be around 109, because you, you can assume, can't you, that the winner's going to go up £5, because this is a good race. The third, the third or even the fourth horses are going to run to form. So let's say, he's a, is he a 109 horse? I don't think he is. He's gone up £9 for his last win. I'd, I'd, I'm clueless as to what can win it. I've no idea at all. But I would happily lay latter heart. If I could lay it two to one, I'd happily lay that. That, that's just my input on the race. Yeah. No, no. Uh, I'm pretty sure he's well handicapped. Like, I've no doubt he's the best handicapped horse in the race. It's just race circumstances I don't think are going to play to anything like he needs. I'm surprised they didn't go to the Lincoln, to be honest. Like, you're off 104, nice straight galloping track, and why, why fuck around trying to pick up this pot? Like, I, I'm pretty sure he's group horse. Yeah. Good, good shout, Quentin. And Nev. 2.40 will finish. This is our last race, the Wolfrina. Another very tricky affair. Seven furlong um, listed affair. Uh, very competitive. I, I, I was struggling here because this is the kind of race I would have liked for Highfield Princess because I like the fact that the fillies get the, get the full allowance. They get the five pounds. And I like the fact that it's a course that obviously suits, you know, like handy runners. And Highfield Princess would have fit that bill. And I know that she needed the run at Chelmsford, but I would want to want I don't know, I was a bit 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 disappointed with her at Chelmsford. I'm not sure she's quite ready to take advantage yet. Any 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 thoughts here, chaps? Well, uh, I'll just very very quickly, Misty Gray 
is a very tough consistency and she try, she had to try and give all that weight um, 11 pounds to Lati Hattie last time out and she finished clear of the others well she finished just in front of the others she's the most solid one um, I I desperately wanted to be with Highfield Princess but like you say she she ran to probably I don't think she even ran to 80 last time out so no. She has to find some improvement. And when horses are, are so heavily campaigned in one season and they've done so much improving, it's very hard for them to, to return to that level, I feel. Um, I, I don't think she'll win it, Highfield Princess. I think she, she's done all the winning last year. What Chapel Hyam's done with the, um, the bottom one, International Angel, is phenomenal because this horse wasn't in a, in a bad yard. It was with Richard Fye at one stage. Uh, can she make the, the, the jump up from handicapped to listed? Or, it's not impossible, is it? Uh, no. Good race. It's, a, it's good. A, tip, a tip for Quentin's other, other mention then. You know, like she's she improved one of Chapel. I am uh, sorry, improved one of uh, Richard Faye's. And obviously the other ones come from Richard Faye that, that, that Quentin mentioned. Is that is that the, the tip in itself earlier? Just sorry to digress, but yeah, interesting. Quentin. Uh, it's hard, isn't it? Happy Bowers never raced on the all-weather. Um, did too much over in the desert. The Highfield Princess, it was so below form as well. It's like She's got that Chelmsford form that puts her right in the mix here, but it was so far below form. Um, Tinker Toy was interesting. Big figure at, when was it, Lingfield? Last time out. I think he's probably a, a shade overpriced where there's there's doubts towards the top of the market. Um, that's if I had to, have, I'm not gonna have a, I'm not gonna have a bet in the race. It would even be the French one, um, conceding three pounds or, or Tinker Toy at a price, but I, I just found it trappy and there was a fair few question marks about them. Yep, fair, fair enough. Uh, John, um, the the form of the Queen Yard puts me off. I feel princess, you know, with many runners, but I don't think they're running very well. Um, and I'd be inclined to have a little play on Tinker Toy. I was with this last time and I kind of thought he should have won, but the, the, the carrying on with the programme has advised, really, the going from the handicap to, to this. I, I have a hunch they maybe think it's a little bit better than than it actually is, but I think 16 to 1 sporting against some of these. Lovely jubbly, yeah. Tinker Toy ran perfectly well last time. Thought maybe being a tad unlucky, but yeah, could could have improvement. Thank you, chaps. I think that's been a, been a great show. I think we've added some great insight and some good bets. Um, like I say, we're back on Monday uh, for the Cheltenham sermon, uh, so I hope you join us for then on Monday evening. It's around the seven thirty time. So that'll be time it goes up live, and uh, hopefully it'll be a great week for us. I want to thank Neville. Uh, Ender, I want to thank Quentin Franks, John Lane, and uh, for, for this evening, it's been a great chat. Thank you, gentlemen, and uh, hopefully it's a great weekend of betting for you all. Right, the show's over, boys. Thank you very much.